I like Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, all her all her songs, they're same chord, but majority of them, um, she'll just change key, but still play the same D, A minor, C, C9, and F, right? Or, or G, she'll mix it up a bit, but they're all the same, yet the, all the songs, it's it's her melodies and whatever that grabs you in the hooks, you know? Just thanks, Kyle. No, it's true, and we won't have time to analyze one of her songs. Um, but it, it was those exact chords that you were saying. Uh, it's You Belong With Me. Um, but I mean, she, yeah. But she is at the top of the charts every week. She's, she's obviously doing something right to the mass sort of listening audience. Uh, and it's probably the hooks that are, that are doing it. Um, so my first example is uh, by uh, the Guess Who. It's called These Eyes. Uh, I just have a personal story with this one because in college, my one of my teachers uh, was Jack Richardson, uh, who was like a huge Canadian producer, mainly like 80s, 70s, 80s, uh, and he produced the Guess Who. And he actually came up with this bass line as a hook. He used to be like in the jingle business, so he wrote radio jingles all the time. He did like all the Coke jingles. So his mindset as a producer was always, I got to get a hook. I got to hook the, the listeners in. So he came up with the bass line to these eyes, which I hope all of you have heard. So a pretty simple note or progression, but very powerful in the way they did it. They, they gave it to the bass player, uh, which is probably pretty rare, uh, but that that line basically made that song and made the Guess Who um, insanely popular. How many chords did you hear? Is it four? No. Two? It's two chords. I, I, I can't play it, but it's like, it's basically... And he plays that bass melody. Actually, it's nice that, that a bass... It's rare. rare. It's rare. It's pretty rare that a bass. Another band that plays uh, bass melodies and the bass is really integral in the band is Queen. A favorite band of all yep. time. Yeah. Queen. Uh, Chili Peppers. They do a lot of. Uh, so, anyways, that's that's one of those things where you could probably walk away today if you've never heard this before and have that in your head. It's so simple, but really effective. Uh, and again, I played the bittersweet one just those violin, it's just two bars repeating over and over, but it's one of those hooks. Uh, and then the most famous probably. <laughs> so how many notes is that? Four. Four notes. So could you ever how imagine writing? How many yeah, how pitches? many pitches? One, two, one, two, three, four. Basically, it's one chord, two chords. And that's it. But I mean, as soon as I played it, everyone knew, right, what that was. So I mean, can you imagine being able to write two notes that would like capture the entire world like that? I mean, obviously, the, the entire piece it's made little, that song. Yeah. But it's those, it's those four notes that, that stick in people's minds. Um, 
probably the most. So those are just some hooks, ideas. So when you are writing your own song, uh, you want to keep in mind that you need a hook for your song. Otherwise, people are going to sort of tune out of your song. Uh, and I tried to play examples of, I know I didn't do a, a lyrical example, but you can put that hook in anything you want. A bass, a guitar, a vocal, a violin. You can put it wherever you want. Um, if you have any, anything else. Well, I was just going to say, having said that, maybe uh, if you come up with this really cool hook, it's, it's a little bit more sophisticated than just repeating the hook over and over again because that could get nauseating. You know, if you're not judicious in how you use it, it's great to have a, a cool, simple hook, but if you overuse it, what could happen? You could actually wind up turning the listener away. But, um, so, you know, be careful. Yeah, well, you can repeat. See, it's always a fine line between, and I've said this in many MIDI seminars, it's always a fine line between something different and how much you keep it the same, unity and variety. If it's always, if there's too much variety, if it's always changing to something new, the listener gets bored and turns off. If it's always the same thing, they get bored and turned off. But you have to kind of know how to work the balance between those two things. That's really a difficult thing to do. Like, composers at every level of ability struggle with that. And people in the mainstream don't even know like, how hard it is. Like, or like, just general public don't know that. They think, oh, you just put these two chords together and you make a song. And, per, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a little more... And, and that's really, a, you know, it, Mr. Hathaway used the word cookie cutter before. Um, it really shows you that although there are patterns and hooks and different uh, skills and techniques that you can use in, in writing music, um, the most important aspect or element of composition is what comes from your own judgment, your own artistic judgment, right? So I have a hook, I have you know a lyric, I have this melody in the bass that's going to be my thing that connects everything together but how much I use that and how I sort of change it throughout the piece is really your artistic judgment and how do you how does one how do you develop your artistic judgment by exposing yourself to more art by listening to more music by expanding your palette your your experience so that you take in a lot of experiences and then when you are writing your own music you can have something to base it on. You can make a judgment about whether this works or that works or whether you, as the artist, like one better than the other or whether your listeners will or not. It's pretty, it's pretty subtle yet powerful uh, aspect of creation. Sorry, I'm, I'm going on.